Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio and our 2024 New Year's Day special broadcast. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchmen and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. And in this special broadcast... Myself and the watchman Dana G. Smith will, on this 1st of January 2024, look at and explore events that have taken place and that which we expect to occur. We remind you to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com to read the in-depth articles and listen to our vast archives of radio shows, broadcasts, and biblical teachings. And I'm going to read a quote from Corey Tinboom. No matter how much evil and hate is in the world, this is not, I repeat, not all there is. God's mercy, God's grace, and his heart is extended to those who love him. God's ability to forgive and redeem is always much greater than anything else there is. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Greetings. You know, Tower, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and it's good to be back on the show. Yes. I really like that quote from Corey. Oh, I do too. She said know, a lot a, of things that I like. Yeah, that's a woman that went through literal hell. She did. And uh, she lost her entire family. And, uh, you know, she's long gone now. But uh, the thing of it is, is that... What she went through, you know, her wisdom is still here in in many articles and other things that, you know, she put on online. And I think that's important. Yes, it, it is. You know, with all the hate out there, you know, Tower, understanding forgiveness, redemption, you know, God's mercy, God's grace... You know, that's very important. 
It is. So at any rate, I'm going to uh, begin this thing with a, an article every every week. You know, when we do a show, there's I usually uh, present an article that's been on our websites that are that is still up um, because they turn over every week, pretty much. Um, Christianity 101 prepared in Christ. This is on danaglinsmith.com. And uh, this whole thing was, was about what was going on at the time. And it was written during President Trump's first election to the Oval Office. And I wrote at that time on this article, when Trump's time in the presidential saddle is finished and he saunters off into the sunset, this whole situation is still not finished. The agenda of Obama is a liberal globalist agenda. The nations of men around the world, except North Korea, China, and Russia, among others, all adhere to this globalist ideal of a one-world government, one-world court, one-world religion. And not one single piece of nationalism will be left untouched. In place of Trump, unless someone like him takes over, the next president after Trump, if he is a liberal globalist like Obama, yes, this one will simply undo all those things Trump accomplished. Now, I've been warning about all this scenario for many years. And that, we've seen that happen. Yes. And so when you listen to Warren Radio, we're not doing fluff, folks. You want fluff, go to ABC, NBC, CBS, and to some of the others. This is serious business. Now, this will happen. Now, see, <clears throat> Tower and I, and also the warrior was with us at the time. We knew about Barack Obama. I know his history. And the only reason I do is because I got together with one fine gal that she's no longer with us, but she's a preacher and evangelist and uh, also a missionary. And she happened to know a pastor that knew of Barack Obama. And so this is interesting. We knew about it. We knew he was coming here. And we know the problem in America today. So I, I go on in this. This will happen because we are divided more today than at any time in American history, including the Civil War. Today, issues of open borders, Islamic influence, Islamic one world rule, GLBTQ issues, Americanism, patriotism, flag wavers, and Christians, not to mention ultra-conservative Christians, all will be targets of future administrations. Add to this issue global persecution of Christians, one where the Obama administration blatantly ignored while allowing in a flood of others into this nation. But few Christians is also a paramount concern today, and it will be in the future. No matter how much evil and hate is in the world, God's mercy, God's grace, and his heart is extended to those who love him, love him, is always much greater than anything else there is. He also continues to call men and women to repentance. 
His gospel will go out until the end. True remnant Christians will proclaim that gospel and walk in his ways no matter what the nations do or say. Now in writing this, I want to add an addendum. Not all liberals, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, Christians, Muslims, or any other person related to the above story fits exactly into this article. Although we are all different, we are now in a massive divide Mm -hmm. over differences. We are all Americans, and that is to whom I address this. As it has been said, we all bleed the same red blood. We also breathe the same air. For all of our differences, we are still very much alike. Yet we are more divided than ever as a nation and a people, not to mention the world. I address this to all Americans lawfully and legally residing in this nation and to those who come into into this country legally and are lawfully following requirements to become an American. There's a lot more we could add to that, you know that, Tower. Oh, yes. And, you know, there's a lot more that, that we knew in advance than what I'm revealing today. And we know that because of the anointing of the Lord and what he's revealed. And so I'm not standing here as a prophet to America. First of all, I don't trust anybody's so-called name prophet. Now, I don't know all the prophets out there, so don't get your undies in a bunch. But I can tell you over the years, and I have been here for a while, I have met very few prophets that were really prophets. And in addition to what we have so far covered in regards to America, this is not surprising to us. Because the first time Tower and I covered what was coming to America was in 1973. So we've known that America as we know shall cease to exist. And as far as I'm concerned, it's pretty well ceased to exist right now. Yes, it has. It's not the same as it was 50 years ago. (laughs) No, it's not. And, you know, and, and... you know, what can you say? That's true. And does it mean I like it? No. And, and, you know, the other thing, the biggest thing here is, is that the one that followed up Trump, and I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, whether you believe it or not, the 2020 election was stolen. And I knew it was going to be stolen. Because I was told ahead of time, not by man. I was also told who was going to win. I was also told what they were going to do. And it's all come to pass. And I also know that 2024 is not going to be a very easy or good time for just about every American here. And 
I haven't been given anything regards the 2024 election. But I can tell you this, that your enemies and division is still here. And there are those in this country, and it's not just Democrats, that want to destroy the status quo here. And I think, Tower, that sometimes when we live in America and we're at peace and we do our radio shows and our broadcasts, we write our articles, and uh, and then your churches are there, I think we take a lot of things for granted. I don't think we really listen. I think you're right. And uh, now I could tell you that I don't listen, but that I would be lying. Because I actively pursue the Lord God. And I have a history with prophetic things. I know these things because I'm told these things. And uh, I warned during the great eclipse. Oh, that's been... That was back in 2017, Dana, already. I prophesied that America was divided then, which was easy to see, but I said that the divide will become greater than it's ever been. And that's exactly what has happened. And so we are in a lot of trouble. It's sad. Yeah, it is. I don't like seeing it. No. So, you know, when we look at 2023, you know, the Democrats are responsible for a lot of trouble here. Schumer and Pelosi plotted to get the J6ers in trouble. They had FBI agents posted among them, and they were dressed up as J6ers, and they were working to get into the Capitol. They were leading the charge. The doors were open. This whole thing was a setup. And then when they pressed charges against all the J6ers, they brought them to D.C. to charge them, which is, which is not according to lawfare at all. Because you should be able to get charged in your own county and with your own judges in your own state. But Biden and the DOJ, among others, overthrew that brought them into Washington, D.C., where they were at these show trials, and they were like a kangaroo court, and there was no jury. I don't think they even got lawyers to represent them, did they? No, I don't think they did. So the whole thing was nothing but a catastrophe in an immoral thing, and it violated the rights of everybody that has a right to a free trial, a right to a trial, a right to be considered innocent to proven guilty, a right to have a lawyer present, and none of that was made available to the J6ers that I know of. They were very secretive, and it was very much a kangaroo court. We also know a few other things that have come out about the election of 2020. And also about the J6 incident. 
And there's a lot more incidents that are not, I repeat, not coincidences. They had been planned. And a lot of the things that's been going on since Obama left the presidency have been planned. It's an effort to overthrow America, and that's what's been happening. And unless Americans who love this country stand up and defend it, you will not have it. Now, 2023, the whole sum of 2023 is we went through an illegitimate presidency of Joseph Biden, who is immoral, who has defiled the presidency, corrupted the presidency by the things he's done, and by the Democrats who supported him. And we see immoral, categorically immoral, illegal, and an effort to overthrow and get rid of the Republicans totally. And they have illegally brought in people into this nation because even our Constitution guarantees the safety and security of our nation. And those who wrote that told us in no uncertain words that we can be secure and safe in our person and that our borders and, and states and cities can be safe. And if you can't find that with the current administration, you have a duty to overthrow such presidency and such government and create the government that our forefathers intended. Now that is in the Constitution. He's defiled the White House as well. It's it's Yep, defiled the White House. And abominable. Now see whether you agree with these statements I don't care. The bottom line of it is, common sense will tell you that you take one man like Joseph Biden, who never made it to big meetings, had at the most 15 to 20 people. He never read from a a speech or verbatim uh, where he thought of it himself. It was always written down. Even to this day, he has to have little notes. This is a guy that was set up to be there to be told what to do. Now, the reason is there are forces outside of America that want America. We covered this many, many years ago. It came back in a different form now. But it was there. We talked about it in the early 2000s because they were planning the same thing. They wanted to unite America, Mexico, and Canada. They wanted to put a superhighway right down the middle of all three places. And that was just the beginning of their plans. Well, that didn't go through because it was opposed by a lot of people. And then Trump stopped it. Yeah, he did. So now we're going to move on. Are you ready for your part one? So this is Never-Ending Persecution of Christians, part one. Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. And this comes to us via International Christian Concern, persecution.org. In countries like Myanmar and Nigeria, acts of persecution against Christians are more likely to make news reports because of their extreme violence. 
but in many other locations, persecution typically takes on a more subtle form. It likely won't make any media outlet and might not have any documentation at all, but it's still an ever-present issue that diminishes, diminishes the quality of life for many Christians. <clears throat> One place where such persecution occurs is Bangladesh, a South Asian nation with an overall population of 170 million people, where over 90% of the people are Muslim and most of the remaining portion are Hindu. Thomas, his real name is being withheld to protect his identity. A Christian in Bangladesh says that many people express their desire for conversion to Christianity, but they don't follow through with it due to threats of killing and persecution. Many children in Bangladesh grow up with a nasty mentality to hate other faiths, says Thomas. In the village, these children often target the Christian families to steal and destroy farms and gardens. He adds that when Christians protest such behavior, then things become more aggressive. In the cities, says Thomas, anti-Christian sentiment can surface through harassment from non-Christian employees or having non-Christian employees refuse to cooperate with the Christian employees. The Christian employee might also get stuck with job duties on a Sunday so that they might have to choose between attending church or keeping their job. Thomas isn't exactly sure what percent of Bangladeshi Muslims support acts of persecution against Christians. He says, though it doesn't take much to spoil the full bucket of milk. He gives the example in which you might have just one person doing anti-Christian activities in a large Muslim family. Maybe the other family members silently support it, or maybe they themselves are also afraid of their hostile family member. It can be very difficult for an outsider to determine which case is the reality, but either way, nobody discourages the person from acting on his hostility. Thomas says that anti-Christian mentality is present throughout throughout the country among Muslims who are either uneducated or who study in fundamental, fundamentalist madrasas, which teaches that Bengali is not a Muslim language and that Islam is the only legitimate religion. It's enough to make a soft-brained child into a violent fanatic. Rates of Christianity are much higher among indigenous ethnic minorities in Bangladesh. Thomas says these indigenous Christians are typically very humble and hospitable, especially to a wandering laborer who comes very helplessly to work in the area. Thomas shares a scenario in which a Muslim might choose to, be a Christ to come to a Christian household to do agriculture or work. The Christian family might give the Muslim some land to live on. Then the Muslim calls other relatives and builds a mosque with bamboo. At this point, the guest might start to act like he's the owner. Thomas says then they become a threat to local people. Then they, they take away crops, steal fruits and vegetables, make a chaos without any cause. At this point, the host family will have lost their inner silence, he adds. As for legal recourse, Thomas says, how, without a complaint, the police have no responsibilities? 
and if you go to complain, you have to pay an official fee with a big bundle. Then the police want evidence. How do you show bullying and tricking? Asked Thomas. People tend to view filling a, filing a criminal complaint as a major source of harassment. If the police call you to the station, you lose your daily wages and maybe even your job. And if the police come to your home, you need to make them happy with some external hospitality. Otherwise, the report will be against you. Sometimes the village chief or higher authority supports people against the Christian, says Randall, whose name is withheld to protect his identity. A past, he's, Randall's a pastor from northern Bangladesh. He adds that Christian converts from Muslim backgrounds have a slim chance of receiving fair treatment. And that is from persecution.org. Since 1995, ICC, International Christian Concern, has served the global persecuted church through a three-pronged approach of assistance, advocacy, and awareness. ICC exists to bandage the wounds of persecuted Christians and to build the church in the toughest parts of the world. And now back to you. You know, that's so true. It is. When you look at all the issues that he discusses there. You know, the next we're talking about is a short little thing that comes out from International Christian Concern. This is on motivation and purpose. And the scripture he uses is my, you know, regarding the church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew uh, sixteen eighteen. But uh, recently we were at a Zoom meeting with uh, ICC and Jeff King was there and the others. He's the president. And he writes in this short little thing with the gates of hell not prevailing. Thinking about the new year coming up, it makes me reflect back on my past years of ministry here at the ICC. It would be easy to become cynical, seeing one tragedy unfold after the next. Yet there is always a glimmer of hope beneath the surface. Time and time again, I've seen that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. In places with the worst persecution, we often see the gospel spreading the fastest. Despite what the world may throw at us, we can rest knowing that we are safest in the hands of the Father. I love that statement from him. Yes. And seeing that the well, gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Well, you know, and, and that's interesting because the gates of hell are right now fighting every Christian globally, everywhere. And Jew. And, you know, when you look at it, you know, we've witnessed doing the advocacy for the persecuted church. Real live stories, articles about people, and we know where they were, we know what was going on at the time, and there's miracles and signs and wonders going on, and they end up delivering the Christians, while at the same time, those who were trying to destroy them, uh, we've seen them actually repent and come to the Lord 
And in one case, while there was a big baptism going on, they were shooting at everybody trying to kill the Christians, stop them from baptizing. And a huge uh, dust storm arose where they couldn't see the people doing the baptism. And they were shooting anyway. And then Jesus, Yahshua, appeared in the dust storm to them. And he told them who he was. And they couldn't shoot at him. Uh, they're, you know, they didn't, they couldn't see to, to fire to the Christians in the water. Well, the Christians never got hurt. Well, that was amazing. I remember that. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is that the leader of the group went to where the Christians lived, the one main pastor, because he knew who he was. And he went in there and he told him what happened. And this guy came to the Lord and he went back and talked to all the others because they were all shaken. They'd never seen that. But believe me when I tell you that overseas there are a plethora of miracles, supernatural, Old Testament type, prophetic type, you know, prophet type, the old Jewish prophets of old, and apostolic type. Now see, so as we say that, you know, every week when we do our advocacy for the persecuted church, every week, there's always more deaths. And there's always good news. People are coming to the Lord all the time. All the time. And at the same time, we hear of more revivals in America and people coming to the Lord and repenting in mass. This is in America. We see this going on right now amidst all the globalists, all, everything that becomes hoopla. Uh, you know, against the back setting of what they're trying to do in America. Simply put, they want to remove America and they want to do as they please with this country. They want to get rid of the Christians. They want to get rid of people that oppose them. And that's what they want to do with America. So, as I'm sitting here looking at this, and we talk about the advocacy for the persecuted church, I ask, is God any respecter of person? Can we not believe that God can bring us a miracle in America and deliver us from this takeover, this radical takeover? Go ahead and try to tell me that God can't heal those that are blinded. That God can't heal those that are caught up in immoral lifestyles. And I'll tell you, you're mistaken. I'll tell you that anything is possible with God. Because when you begin dealing with a persecuted church, and yeah, there are a lot of Christians that get killed, but there are a lot coming to the Lord and it's not just Jeff King. We, we're in contact with multiple agencies, quite a lot of them. So it's time for America to wake up. And the gates of hell is not going to prevail against the church. 
the gates of hell is not going to prevail against the Christian believer. For we overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto the death. Revelation 12.11 Now, we're going to do this next one. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Faith and trust. Faith in God. We have to put trust in God's infinite mercy and wisdom and know that Angela is in a better and happier world as we've been promised, Ronald Reagan. That was April 20th, 1985, Ronald Reagan referring to Angela in a personal letter from him and Nancy written on the White House stationery to Margot Margot and Doug Morrow, Hollywood friends. It is the most personally faith-charged letter from any president that we know of. You know, I heard of that. Yeah. Do you want me to read the rest of this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Psalm 2, 1 through 12. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take control together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the, the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. As for me... Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Save the Lord with, serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. I will declare the decree. <coughs> the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. That's the Lord, our God and Father, talking to Yahshua. And this is typical. You can find this. Now, ask of me and I'll give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the utmost parts of the earth for the, thy possession. See, today, Yahshua is known as the Almighty in Revelation chapter 1. And he's known in Revelation 22, the end of the book. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. And he is the one that is coming soon. To judge all men according as their works. See, in the last verse, kiss the sun lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. 
Blessed are all they put their trust in him. Now see, this is where we are at. We put our trust in him. We receive him. We look to him. And to the wicked, he says, kiss the son, lest he's angry. And you perish. Why would he be angry? Because of the wrath that comes, righteous wrath, against the souls of men who have destroyed this earth. And in doing so, have killed multitudes of people. In verse 2, the kings of the earth set themselves and rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed. Who's the anointing? Yahshua. Let us break their bands asunder. In other words, cast them away. They don't want. And what are the bands? Those are the laws of God. Those are what God has established. What does the Father do? He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. They'll not know what to do. They'll be mixed up. Then he'll speak to them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Yahshua is that king. And that's where your faith and trust need to be. And understand this is spiritual warfare. This comes directly out of the pit of hell. The devils wanted to destroy America since its inception. When I was a young man growing up in this country, you'd have never seen this go on. Even the 60s was different than it was here. Boy, that's the truth. Many of those who protested in the 60s wound up as politicians. No wonder we're in such a mess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. Reward of the just versus the wicked. <clears throat> this is Psalm 58, 1 through 11. <clears throat> do you indeed speak righteousness, O congregation? Do you judge uprightly, O you sons of men? And that would be a good question to ask those in America today and around the world. Yea, in heart you work wickedness. You weigh the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born. Speaking lies. Now I'm talking about the wicked in, ca in here. In case you haven't understood this. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder that stoppeth the ear. Which will not hearken to the voice of charmers. Charming never so wisely. Then this is what the psalmist says. He's talking about the wicked. He says break their teeth O God in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. <coughs> These are the ones that's challenging everything. Let them melt away as waters which run continually when he bendeth his bow to shoot his arrows. Let them be cut in pieces. <coughs> I like this psalm. 
because there's real wickedness in America around the world. Real wickedness. Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lion, O Lord. In other words, stop them. Let them melt away as waters which run continually. <coughs> when he bendeth his bow to shoot his arrows, let them be as cut in pieces. As a snail which melteth, let every one of them pass away, like the untimely birth of a woman, that they may be not seen. Before your pots can feel the thorns, he shall take them away as a whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. The righteous shall rejoice when he seeth the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that a man shall say, Verily, there is a reward for the righteous. Verily, he is a God that judgeth in the earth. Now, if you think for one moment that you're not going to understand what this is, you will, because all the wicked are going to be lined up on that day. And all those, especially those, Hamas, who have turned around and did wickedly with all those kids and those women when they attacked Israel. In October. Yes, in October. And there's other unrighteous. They're in this country. And they don't think they'll get caught. We have unrighteous around the world working wickedness. Now the scripture says of these times that unless the Lord would shorten the days, there'd be no flesh left alive. For the Lord will destroy those who have destroyed the earth. That's when he comes again. He's going to destroy those who have destroyed the earth. We already have people working together to destroy the earth, like Bill Gates, George Soros, and quite a few others who have decided to put together this globalist cabal to form a new world order. Now see, they're going to get a new world order eventually. But see, their ideas of a new world order and the one that's going to actually run it is two different things. Because the beast is going to have a one world order and he's going to have the mark. And it's called the mark of the beast for a reason. Because he will take over and he will appoint ten kings, ten people to rule this earth. So there's going to be ten of those and there's going to be the false prophet and there's going to be the beast himself, the big guy. Now that marks twelve. And when you look at various things, there was twelve apostles and there was, you know, the twelve tribes of Israel. Twelve is a number where you see this thing come together as a selected whole. So that selected whole in the ends of days is for control, for wickedness. That is the rise of the completion of wickedness. And what is coming is God judging the wicked and the righteous. And when he gets done, there will be no more wicked. And the righteous will be glorified. So when I think of 2023 and 2024, I see the corruption and the lies of the Democrats as well as some of those Republicans. I see the lies of the governors. I see the lies of the persecute, prosecuting attorneys. And I see the lies of Hamas. I see a lot of lies out there. And I'm telling you, 
that we're going to rejoice one day. Because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And we'll say, verily, there is a reward for the righteous. He is a God that judges in the earth. Because there are people that are getting killed here. And we've reported on them. It's gut-wrenching to watch. It is. It is. And in America, how many times have I seen three blacks beat up some little white kid? How many blacks have I seen destroy stores and steal stuff that wasn't theirs? They think because they're black, they get everything. (coughs) That they can literally do what they want to. But they can't. No, I've, I've had friends of every race and creed, practically. But I'm telling you, there's someone bigger than the church that's in charge. And in America, there is going to be a judgment. Because God is fed up with this. And if those who take over America think that they're going to have America and everything's going to be fine, they have got another thing coming. Because there will be no other nation that will rise that has been as blessed and fruitful and full of goodness as America was. But even America, as good as it was intended to do, we've had a lot of wickedness rise up in this country. And that's where we're at now, wickedness. Amen. And wickedness is going to be judged, just like righteousness will. So we'll go on, continue this, but uh, we've got more to cover, so think on those things, my friends. And that was Psalm 58, 1 through 11. Are you ready? And now, part two of Christian persecution, never-ending persecution of Christians. And this, of course, is uh, comes to us via International Christian Concern. You can visit their site at persecution.org. Bangladesh secular federal government has expressed its concern about Islamic extremism. But Randall, and his name was changed to protect him, he's the pastor, feels that the effort they make about persecution is not fruitful action. In Randall's view, about 90% of Bangladeshi Muslims support acts of persecution against Christians. He estimates that about half of Bangladeshi Bangladeshi Hindus support such acts. Uh, Another South Asian nation, Sri Lanka, has an unusual degree of religious diversity with four major religions forming considerable percentages of the population, about 70% Buddhist, a bit more than 10% Hindu, and Christian and Muslims, each a little bit under 10%. 
Aside from the catastrophic 2019 Easter bombing that struck multiple churches and luxury resorts, persecution of Sri Lanka's Christians typically isn't of the sort that makes headlines, and yet it can be a constant issue. Elias, his name was um, changed to protect his identity, a Catholic in northern Sri Lanka says he doesn't know of any cases of Sri Lankans having their land taken specifically because of their Christian faith. But when it comes to the workplace, Sri Lankan Christians face a lot of challenges, he said. They need to work harder than other laborers to survive in that workplace. And in many cases, they're unable to reach the top positions even if they have talents to lead. Persecution against Christians in Sri Lanka is often linked to Buddhist nationalism that is prominent among the major ethnic groups known as the Sinhalese. But Elias says that Sri Lankans Muslims persecute against Christians in a way that is disproportionately stronger than that part of the overall population they form. That this type, of this type of persecution, he says, is more pronounced on the country's eastern coast, which has a higher Muslim population. Meanwhile, in Bangladesh, with its overwhelmingly Muslim majority, some Christians are compelled to depend on Muslim lawyers to fight against other Muslims who have taken their land by co co coercion or with fake documents, says Thomas. These lawyers are very clever. He adds, they take away money from the Christians and then work on behalf of the Muslims. Thomas feels that Christians are powerless to solve this prob problem, either legally or illegal, illegally, so it stays as is. Making their way to Christian households are the next round of itinerant laborers, as, Christian as Thomas describes, they come as a humble cat and then become a tiger. Yeah, that's terrible that they get away with that. Well, you know, and that's globally. But, you know, we've spent a lot of time dealing with issues in Nigeria and Kenya and India, you know, Pakistan. And many other places. And it's just unconscionable what goes on. It really is. Oh, it is. You know, and the it's big very thing. Very disturbing, he, very disturbing. You know, the big thing that's on my mind, and you and I talked about it, and that is the fact that you have all these Christians being killed and murdered and discriminated against, and the nations of men. The UN and others do absolutely nothing, nothing to stop the persecution of Christians. And no. if it wasn't for these ministries like ICC, Open Doors, Samaritan's Purse, Barnum's Aid, we would know about the persecution of our brothers and sisters around the world. There wouldn't be any help for them. No. There wouldn't be any food for them. There wouldn't be anybody that cares for them. 
And that's why at the WIBR Warren Radio, we cover the persecuted church. And why tonight, on this special broadcast, we gave you one post in this show dedicated to the persecuted church. Okay, we have another one here we need to read. I come quickly? Yeah. This is Revelation twenty two eleven through 21. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give Every man according as his work shall be. I am an, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you that these things in the churches, I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, say Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take freely the, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city. And from the things which are written in this book, he which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. When I make comments in social media, I'll make my comments and I'll always put, He comes in quotes, and I put Revelation 22 down. Because the Lord says right there, if you're unjust, be unjust still. If you're filthy, be filthy still. If you're righteous, be righteous still. If you're holy, be holy still. Because he's coming back. As a Christian, it's not my job to tell you not to be unjust or to persuade you. I give you my testimony. I tell you that the Lord loves you and you should come unto him. But you can still be unjust. That's what it says right here. He that is unjust, let him be unjust. He is filthy, let him be filthy still. But if you're righteous, be righteous still. If you're holy, be holy still. So Christian, hear me. For 2024, You, if you're a Christian today and you're righteous, be righteous still. And if you're holy, be holy still. And if you're a Christian and you're unjust, I'm going to tell you what to do. You need to repent. This is serious stuff. So 2023 is over. It's history. Don't worry about it. 2024 is here now. And there are bad things coming. 
You just... One of the things that I was shown about the same time of Biden, it was actually a little time later, is the level of wickedness and the darkness associated is going to increase exponentially during this time. Which means there are some very big events that are going to occur. So you need to be smart about what you're doing. And pay attention to some experts that know what they're talking about. Others ignore. But above all, put your faith and hope and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, because the just shall live by faith. Amen. We don't have much time. Okay, well, um, I want to thank everybody for joining us whenever you do. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. May God bless you richly in this new year. Look to him in all your ways, for he will guide you and direct you. And please pray for your brethren around the world. We pray for you, we love you, and we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And pray that you would be prepared spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally for what's coming. Yes. We love you and thank you for all you do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Good night, everybody. Be sure to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, for this 2024, if you're willing to read my book, I will send a copy to 10 people that will give me a true comment on my book now I also to make it quicker will send you an ebook if you so prefer but I'm not going to wait all time and I'm not going to keep it open And I'm talking to the friends of the WIBR Warren Radio. And then I'm going to market the book a little more. We've been busy with other things, but I wrote that book before COVID, and it's been going for a long time. You can go on over to Amazon and search for it and find it. You'll find comments there of people who have read it before. So until next time, this is the Watchman and Tower. God bless. Good night. May the Lord keep you. May he bless you. And may he guide you in the path you were to go. In all these things, I say unto you, be prepared, for the Lord comes quickly. And do not fear, for he loves you. And in love, there is no fear. Good night, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.